Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, it's Friday the 8th of September. I'm Miranda Sawyer and my new job in the prison kitchen is going great. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we take a belly flop into the balmy waters of the UK press and splash about until our toes go wrinkly. We find the biggest stories, the best reporting, the weirdest takes, and we collect them like baby crabs in a plastic bucket. But we don't throw them back. We turn them into a podcast instead. We're out mid-morning every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so hit subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Jailbreak, prison SKP Daniel Khalif is still on the run. A political row about prisons is brewing. Going vape, millions of people in the UK are using disposable vapes and not disposing of them properly. And Captain Tom's daughter's not doing what she ought to. Charity accounts reveal that Hannah Ingram Moore has been paying herself an awful lot of money. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts. I'm Miranda Sawyer and joining me on the show today is new statesman writer and definite dog person, John Elledge. Hello, John. Woof, woof. Also with us is, is, is comedian and not a cat person, Finn Taylor. Yeah, Hello, Finn. yeah. hi, hi. <laughs> so what have we got on the front pages today? Uh, John. So the Mail has a warring royal brothers still 100 miles apart. Uh, actually, in the story, it says they couldn't be further apart, which is not true because 100 miles is not that far. And they're normally further apart. They're, mu- they're normally much further apart. Yeah. Um, the Telegraph has got a whole thrilling selection box. It's got PM refuses India's plea for visas and trade talks. Mm-hmm. Missing terror suspect may have had help, says detective. And most importantly of all, a big picture of the Queen. Uh, he's still dead, by the way. What? I know. Fuck. <laughs> Hold the front page. Uh, over in the Guardian, uh, who has a big picture of Taylor Swift. Uh, My queen. Yeah. <laughs> Escape of terror suspect prompts prison cuts row. And uh, apparently five million vapes being binned each week in UK. That is such a mad headline. Big five news million. Day. Okay, Finn, what do you have? Well, because I'm a comedian, you gave me the best headline. Baby deaths cover up, investigated by the police. Thank you. Um, no that's on the Times. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also have a, quite a smarmy photo of the, um, the, 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 the jail, jailbait jailbreak. Yeah. Um, as all, all women in my life are referring him as him to. Uh, yeah, he's sort of look. It's a photo of him going. Mm, you didn't catch me. Um, then the sun, big picture of the queen, all still in all our hearts. 
And then the star, as ever in its own universe, has a big photo of Ken Dodd and a puppet saying, <laughs> Doddy didn't become a ghost, did he? Did he? We just don't know. Now, let's have a look at the story that made most of the front pages. The revelation that Daniel Khalif, a 21-year-old terror suspect, escaped from Wandsworth's prison by strapping himself to the underside of a delivery van and is currently, who knows where, possibly wearing a wig and sunglasses, definitely on the run. John, the papers love this story, don't they? They do. It's great. So um, the Mirror's got an amazing spread in which they kind of show the map the van took and they've highlighted, you know, what time it was where. Uh, they've also highlighted the stations he could have got off at and got on a train. <laughs> and then, like, it's 8.37 in the morning. The van stopped. He's no longer tied underneath it. It's just got everything, hasn't it? It's got, like, you know, it's, like... He's a terror suspect, so there's kind of like, you know, there's there's an actual sort of element of danger here. But he's also a bit of a cheeky chappy. Um, he might have stolen this idea from Paddington too. The Guardian <laughs> is loving the fact there's an austerity angle. There's something for everyone, really. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, yeah, what he is accused of is, um, but obviously has not gone to court yet, he's on uh, he's on remand, is placing a fake bomb in his barracks. Cheeky. It's quite cheeky, to be fair. I know. In January this year, and obtaining data from the Ministry of Defence personnel system in August 2021, and then collecting or communicating data that could be useful to an enemy, possibly Iran. It does strike me as, like, OK, a 20-stroke 21-year-old bit bored mm. bit bored in the army bit and bored does some terrorism does some pretend terrorism, terrorism thinks it's hilarious if he'd filmed it it would have just he would have just be a YouTuber exactly it? That's, <laughs> maybe that's I what he's doing I hid fake now. bombs in a barrack <gasps> I got out of Wandsworth and then all the, all the thumbnails of him like ah Exactly. Well, that's what we we kind of think. Well, anyway, he did. Yeah, he got out when a bid food lorry pulled up at the gates of HMP Wandsworth. So it was breakfast time. The main point is he was working in the prison kitchens, and he possibly shouldn't have been because he's a terror suspect. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's the kind of problem that the. I mean, they're exactly the people you don't want preparing your food, aren't they? Well, yes, exactly. And then, so when the the lorry comes up. He goes on the underneath, and what should happen when you when a lorry leaves the prison is that people go under with mirrors and they look underneath the lorry. Obviously, what, every time, every time, this is what should have happened. So they have like mirror on a stick, yeah, and kind of look. And I think they possibly didn't. They sort of it. up the upskirt the lorry, as it were. Yeah, they do. They upskirt <laughs> the lorry, and I think that this might not have happened. Right. So they are in trouble. Um, so it doesn't seem like a kind of political story. But it is, isn't it? I mean, The Guardian is, is kind of going full force on it. So, yeah, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they've got there are basically far too many prisoners per guard. This is having an impact on how much fun it is to be a prison guard. So they're struggling to retain staff, which means that not only are there not enough of them, a lot of them are very new. So, it, yeah, it all comes back to, to budget cuts, same as everything else in this failing country. It's because 13 years ago, George Osborne came in and decided to start cutting things to bits. Yeah. Uh, and, and the result is that the schools are falling apart and, and this, this lovely uh, pretty boy terrorist is on the run. <laughs> alleged terrorist. Alleged pretty alleged boy terrorist. terrorist. Fake alleged... bombs. They were fake bombs. They were fake What's bombs. What's the charge? Um, uh, well, the charge is he made a fake bomb. Right, so you're not okay. really allowed to do that. <laughs> you know, that is like, it's a bad thing. Okay. But like make, making a fake bomb and getting caught out for it feels like the wrong way round if you're, if you're trying to do terrorism. Surely you want to be trying to make real bombs and not getting caught. It's yes. a bit like um, being done for attempted murder, isn't it? Like, you're like, well, I didn't even do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> but you're, you're still, you still had to go. Though. And you're in prison with people who did do it. Yeah. 
Well, he's not in prison now, so he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's done well. So he has um, the the argument is obviously austerity. So the budgets are down eleven percent in real terms since the Tories came in. Nine hundred million pounds cut out, and I mean I have to say that lots of people who are involved in prisons are all saying kind of yeah. we told you so like mm. the chief inspector of prisons the chair of the parliament's justice committee and the head of the prison officers union all say you knew that Wandsworth had staffing issues you knew there were too many prisoners for the amount of staff they did this an unannounced inspection in September 2021 and found that more than 30% of prison officers were either absent or unable to work their full duties so it's kind of you know I mean it's not a surprise the only surprise that he escaped is while he was still wearing his kitchen porter outfit oh it's exciting isn't it it's like the beginning of a Nicolas Cage film I'm really <laughs> into it he's also called lots of trouble because everybody's looking for him so they've got like 150 he's at large he's at large and they don't know where so they assume he might have tried to get on a boat so of course they've messed up Dover again mm. because they're, they're doing really long passport checks even longer than Brexit so but, no. but it, I mean we were just chatting you came into the office this morning and started offering what you would do if you'd got to just go out of prison do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, it has about captured, this a lot. Yeah. It's captured everyone's imagination as to what they do they're like you know it's like celebrity hunted or whatever where you're on the run it is fun yeah. being on the run yeah Exactly. Well, I don't know because I've obviously not been on the run, but it looks fun. It looks fun. <laughs> it looks like it might be fun. Yeah, I, my theory was that because he was quite close to Clapham Junction Station and it's quite easy to jump the trains on Clapham Junction Station that he might have, you know, he could end up anywhere. But they're looking for him in Richmond Park anyway. Mm, because he's in the army. Yes. So he's barrel rolling underneath hedges. Yeah. There's a, yeah there's, so there's an element of this where um, when they interview all his friends, he comes across as a bit dim i mean one of them the quotes in the start they they call him and do you remember what he says an odd sausage he was an odd, an odd sausage <laughs> an odd sausage so he seems like he was funny and likable but a bit dim but because they haven't caught him it's they're trying to spin it into saying oh well he's a trained soldier <laughs> one of the best military in the world he's very resourceful he's got skills that the members of the public haven't got you know he's absolutely brilliant at this which inevitably take you to a royal park in the richest part of London <laughs> where you're going to hang out with the deer right? yeah, exactly exactly they said he's been taught survive evade resist and escape and he can build shelters <laughs> it's the beginning of the rock <laughs> no it's Conair Conair is when Cage uh, hits someone but because he's in the army, he's, he's deemed to be lethal force because his fists are weapons. Right, OK. Well, yeah, we don't know where he is. And the papers still would really, really like to find out. And um, they'll cover this story until they do, I think. Um, in The Telegraph, I just want to um, quote for you a few things from The Telegraph. So they have a great story about the, the most daring prison escapes in British history. Have you read this? I have not read this. Shall tell I tell you it. about it? They're quite good. Okay, so we've got great train robber Ronnie Biggs. Obviously, in 1965, he broke out with a rope ladder. Fair enough. And then MI6 agent turned communist George Blake in 1966. He went out on rope ladder with knitting needle rungs. Like, nice detail. And then there's a couple of IRA breakouts. One in 1972 from a prison ship in Belfast where seven members of the IRA covered themselves in boot polish and butter Sorry, why butter? <laughs> to keep themselves warm. Boot polish was camouflaged. Butter was to keep themselves warm. Right. And then jumped into the very cold water, mm. swam 120 foot through barbed wire, got to the shore, but found that their accomplices had gone home because they 
they were a bit late and uh, so and they, they got they got cancelled because they were wearing boot polish yeah well yeah presumably <laughs> Can't do yeah. that anymore but they commandeered a bus and they got to dublin where they were given asylum that's it Really? That's the yeah, end of yeah. It. They, they they got out. Didn't Ronnie Biggs just? Uh, he lived in like Brazil or something, and then he yeah. just came back because he we wanted to just walk into a pub and order a pint of ale. Yeah, exactly that. And also by this time we'd kind of forgiven him because he'd been in loaded a lot. <laughs> so like, he was like suddenly he was like a cheeky chappy. It's okay to be Ronnie Biggs. But there is a weird thing with the papers. Well, like, on the one hand, like they've all got to pretend they're being like, oh, law and order, got to catch this guy. But they are sort of cheering him on as well. Yeah. Like, everyone's a bit excited by this, by the fact this guy is on the run. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they actually say this. In the Telegraph, they say, prisoners tend to be locked up for a good reason, but also, you admire the audacity of an escape and ingenuity, (laughs) even as you hope that criminals are swiftly returned to their cells. I mean, you know, it's got it all, hasn't it? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Now, a lot of papers, especially the Mail, the Mirror, the Sun and the Telegraph have decided to commemorate the one year anniversary of the Queen's death. Rest in peace. On the anniversary of her death, uh, well, it's, it is covered a lot and seriously in some areas, but um, it means that we also are looking at the royals. And um, poor William has been on duty, hasn't he, Finn? William has gone to the Bournemouth branch of Pret-a-Manger because Pret-a-Manger are doing great work in bringing a metropolitan cafe to the people of Bournemouth. Uh, And whilst he was visiting the Bournemouth Pret-a-Manger, Paul Gascoigne, (laughs) playing his old kind of Raoul Moat routine, just um, turned up and kissed Prince William on the cheek and William said, what are you doing here? Which is a fair enough a very reaction. fair, very fair question. Yeah. Uh, and the star leads with this, um, and then the sun uh, leads with the the sort of the more I guess mainstream story in that Prince Charles has released a photo where his mum looks quite fit um, <laughs> from the sixties, fit era. There's a new there's a new portrait that's been released of the Queen. Is this an age thing? You reach a certain age and you start looking at pictures of the Queen in her forties and thinking. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that she was hot until the sort of mid seventies. Okay, fine. I don't well, know when the cutoff point is. <laughs> I don't know when the official like there's a royal birthday. There's a royal cutoff point for when she's like not to be, yeah, letched at. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it is that a kind of unfuckable point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that you flip yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. So, I like how we're, we're we're commemorating the anniversary of yeah, her we death. Are very, very yeah, what year do you reckon the queen was unfuckable? Yeah, day. yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Paul uh, William was in uh, Bournemouth Pret a Manger trying to promote the the fact that he wants to solve the homeless because the company works with uh, homeless people employs homeless people and he went to AFC Bournemouth as well and that at the same time Harry um, 100 mile apart went to uh, London uh, to the Hurlingham Club do you know what the Hurlingham Club is? No. Okay, it's really posh <laughs> private sports club in Fulham so it's it's already kind of bringing a contrast to me so poor William is off 
doing his duty in Bournemouth, Pret-a-Manger with Gaza. I don't know, Pret's pretty expensive these days. Okay, yeah, so. maybe yeah, but it's swankier than I thought. <laughs> and he's off in Hurlingham, poshing it up. Um, he's giving awards for achievements of serious ill kids and families and has said that the late Queen is looking down on us all. Up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, she's looking down. <laughs> She's looking down, Finn. Looking down, that's all. Yeah. Um, then uh, Liz Truss has got involved, hasn't she? Oh, yeah, there was a brilliant interview she did on, on GB News where she said of, of meeting the Queen just before she died, like literally just before she died, she was very, very keen to reassure me that we'd be meeting again soon. It was very important to her. <laughs> <laughs> With a strong implication that like, Liz Truss is not long for this world. Yeah. Says, and the Queen knew it. The Queen knew it. So the Queen was really uh, like trying to poison her tea, but unfortunately, fortunate she didn't finish the job. <coughs> now, here at Paper Cuts, we love a brilliant headline, and as we well know, so do you. So why not scamper to Twitter and threads and look for us at Paper Cuts Show? Because on our feed, you will find a great story with an ungreat headline. Send us your idea for a better one with the hashtag FixTheHeadline, and you'll be in with a chance of winning a highly covetable utterly exclusive paper cuts t-shirt the winner will be announced on monday so what are you waiting for speaking of top headlines what have the papers given us today john so the star has a very reassuring story about how boffins uh, have been able to grow a solid humanized organ inside another species Uh, there's a very cute picture of a pig pigs are not always cute this one is very cute i would say Uh, anyway the headline is frankenswine kidneys in pigs God, that's a bit freaky, I have to say. Uh, and then over in the sun, uh, there's a story about Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary uh, being cream pied in the face. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he was cream pied. No, it, it does literally say he's been cream pied. Right. It's, um, that means something else. It does the... mean something else on the internet, but in, in, in the sun, it means this is very much the Bugsy Malone form of <laughs> right. being cream pied. Custard yeah. pie. Um, surprisingly, despite the fact we're talking about Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary, this wasn't by an angry passenger. These, this was by uh, Eco Nuts in Brussels, one of whom shouted, Welcome to Belgium stop the pollution (laughs) (laughs) welcome to Belgium this is how we do it in Brussels Um, the uh, anyway the headline is pied in the sky I love welcome to Belgium welcome to Belgium that's amazing the most bland country you can say welcome to Belgium (laughs) fuck face (laughs) have some frites Um, okay Finn Uh, right well I've been given this one that's page three of the star and um, <laughs> the it, level of enthusiasm here is incredible. I'm re- I want to first. I want to put a trigger warning out there. I'm about to put an image in some people's heads that you d- you might not want in your heads. <laughs> Vanessa Feltz has revealed her favourite sex position is reverse cowgirl. <laughs> so stop all the bets. Uh, <laughs> whoever had doggy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, and the headline is It Felt Good, which, to be honest, I don't think is enough payoff for the pain of having to read that story out. Um, and then in the bricks and mortar pullout section of the um, pullout, Christ, um, in the bricks and mortar pullout section of the Times, there's a headline about uh, there's a story about this couple that moved abroad and sort of integrated themselves and made food and then um, 
couldn't uh, buy a proper property. I don't really know what it's about, but the headline for me is just like Brexit in three lines. We loved Corfu and made pork pies for expats, but red tape ruined our dreams. <laughs> so satisfying, that sentence. It's just great. You don't necessarily want to read the no, story I, at I, all. No, I, to be honest, I haven't. I don't know idea what happened. I just like the headline. <laughs> With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, vaping is on the front of both The Guardian and The Eye for different reasons. The Guardian has a story about just how many disposable vapes were discarded last year. And The Eye has a story about how a vape manufacturer has been donating to the Tory party. John, what is going on? So uh, this is research from an organisation called Material Focus. Uh, who I assume is doing research on on recycling and stuff like that. And and it's found that there are now 5 million single-use vapes being thrown away in the UK every week, which is a fourfold increase on 2022. That's quite a lot. I just can't believe that. When I read it, I thought it was a typo. I thought, what, 5 million every week? It's not every year, but apparently every week. Apparently this is enough lithium to uh, create 5,000 electric car batteries a year. Which is quite a lot. Of, I mean, it's surprising how many how many uh, vapes you need for one electric car battery. It must they be said, but nonetheless, little. that's true. Yeah, and I suppose you know, electric cars; those are a good thing. Yeah. Um, but there's some great stats in the in this story. Apparently, uh, so the, the, only seventeen percent of people say they recycle single use vapes. Seventy three percent chuck them away. One percent flush them down the toilet. Oh, that's that so does, nuts. by my count, leave 19% unaccounted for, which is <laughs> best not to Yeah, where they put them, we just don't want to know. But yeah, basically what's going on here is that this, 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 this organisation is trying to say, look, either there should be more pressure on manufacturers to provide recycling points or we should ban the things because at the moment we're just, we're just wasting a lot of like, valuable minerals, basically. Yeah, I mean, they are being banned in some places. So they're going to be banned in France as a part of a national anti-smoking ban. And Germany has banned flavoured vapes already. Australia has made vapes prescription only. But we seem to think that the argument for vapes is that it helps people stop smoking. Sorry, what's the prescription for? Being a loser? (laughs) Yeah, not being able to take your fares. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, suppose I think, I presume it's to help you stop smoking. Right. it do, like that just doesn't work as an ex-smoker I mean you can kind of want to smoke if you just put a pencil in your mouth go like, yeah. oh that yeah maybe I'll try smoking again it's just that doesn't work and all the research actually shows that teenagers who smoke vapes are up to five times more likely to start smoking but anyway the, the whole point of smoking a vape uh, is to like is to you know you're sort of pretending to smoke so you're rebelling so if you're then asked to recycle the vape the whole point is that you 
you know, you burn a fang and you chuck it away or you flick it. You know, that's so that's what they want to do with the vape. They just want to chuck it. They're not mm. going to, oh, I'll put it in a little doggy bag and I'll go to a recycling bin and, you know. No, well, especially not because it's teenagers. I mean, it's kind of, a, you know, I have to say it's kind of 11-year-olds. I, I think we should ban them. Is that really, a, like, you know, controversial? No, why don't we just ban them? They're rubbish. They should taste horrible. They yes. should taste like cigarettes. They're making them taste nice. Yeah. There's all sorts of like interesting flavours, aren't there? It's yeah, like... there's like kind of bubble gum flavour and watermelon flavour. It just seems to me that if you're, like, you know, vices are vices and, you know, vices can be absolutely great. But if they are vices, then make them quite difficult and make them quite grown up. So smoking tastes horrible when you first smoke and then you work really hard at it and you like smoking. <laughs> and like, you know, alcohol tastes disgusting when you have it and you work really hard at that and then you like it. You know, you know alco pops and kind of vapes spoil it all. So if that's what it reminds me of. Like, so like I started drinking in the mid '90s with when like Alco Pops. There was the moral panic about them. You remember Hooch? Of course, yeah. hard yes. lemonade, yeah, or yeah, Two yeah. Dogs. I'm yeah. just, I'm just av- doing free advertising for <laughs> defunct booze brands. Uh, but it was genuinely like a really great way of starting drinking. It's like, well, this is a thing that tastes a bit like you know, fizzy pop in some way. And then once you got used to that, then you can get on the proper stuff. It was kind of a sort of nice entry ramp. Yeah, and it just feels like this is the same, but for fags. Yeah, it's absolutely. Absolutely, exactly. It definitely is. Anyway, the I story is that the Tories, of course, have accepted £350,000 from a bubblegum vase firm. Why? I mean, we're not surprised about that. And even that, you know, obviously they make a lot of noises about crapping, cracking down on child vaping. But the yes, Supreme 8 gave the money in May and Supreme 8 make elf bars, which are the ones that all the kids like because they have watermelon, bubblegum flavour and cotton candy ice. Jeez. What's the one that um, I thought they would die out overnight when there was that Philip Schofield interview where he was honking on one? Do you remember? (laughs) I was like, well, they're now not cool. Immediately. (laughs) Yeah, I think TikTok just overrode that. Exactly, yeah. It just went over. I mean, they look... Or just... Yeah, again, I'm aware I sound really old, but they look rubbish because they don't look like cigarettes. So, like, they just look like you're smoking a tampon holder. I mean, it just looks wrong. They look like people are playing the kazoo. Yeah, yeah, a really rubbish recorder. That should be it. They should be comically oversized. They should be like, <laughs> they should be like recorders or didgeridoos. <laughs> and so you you cannot help but draw attention to yourself if you're yeah. doing one. Because walking down Because the they all kind of hide them, don't they? they they're like, smokers used to like smoke out, but vapors, they kind of like, they hold it to their chest and their chins down. Because yeah. they don't want to, like people to see the stupid, well, they call it their rig, but it's their fucking dweeb. It's called, called oh, what's, what's your rig, man? Um, that's not the disposable ones, like the prop, you know, the yeah. whatever. But if they were huge, like rec- if they were like recorders, yeah, <laughs> it would be. I think it, that would act as a deterrent. Everyone I know who smokes the proper ones, though, they're just really angry that there's constantly another thing to worry about charging. And it's not of just course. like your phone yeah. and yeah. your spare battery pack. It's like you get people going to the pub and going, "Oh fuck, I forgot to charge my cigarette." It's just, I, I can see why people, if they're going to do this, are going for the disposable ones because it's just less of a pain in the ass. I have to say, as soon as you said that, this is like I really had a flush of old person thing where it's just like the young people today is an absolute disgrace. They have to charge their cigarettes. This is terrible. Now, we all remember good old Captain Tom who dominated the COVID lockdown with his plucky but extremely slow walking around his Bedfordshire garden that ended up raising £38 million for the NHS. He died. He's dead now. What? <laughs> he died. Yeah. Fuck. Like the Queen. But his daughter, Hannah Ingram Moore, keeps his memory alive by doing things <laughs> like building a charity spa and pool in her garden without planning permission and calling it an office. 
It's what he would have wanted. There's more on Captain Tom's daughter in the Times today, isn't there? They, I think they've released the accounts and I can't understand. It stinks. Whatever it is, <laughs> her and her partner, who are the only two employees of a charitable foundation, are paying themselves, uh, well, from one end, 70 grand a year, just to remind people about their granddad who could walk. Um, and then there's another. There's a partnership with Virgin Media for a Captain Tom Award. They then paid themselves for that after an, from a company that the husband runs. Yeah, and they did twenty four grand for office rental it, and there's, phone there's costs. Still, the spa pool's still there. It just it stinks, and it's kind of a quite a nice metaphor for you know the greatest generation walking around the garden, and then the generation after that just embezzling money. <laughs> It's quite a nice metaphor for yeah. history. Yes, it's tragically <laughs> true. Yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, she does say that she's had no involvement with the charity since April 2021. She left after the million pounds was earned. Um, uh, but anyway, it's the poor charity itself, which did earn 100 million, uh, did earn one million pounds, you know, for for good causes, then made 400 grand in the 18 months after that. And then now really because of her, it's probably not earning anything at all so it's it's all gone to i think the technical term is shite there was an amazing interview that like from the, i think it was fairly contemporary it was a couple of years ago in where she spoke to this is money about her finances and they asked her they actually asked her you know what was your best financial year ever and she just said oh it was 2020 actually <laughs> it was just like it was all in plain sight it's like this has been the story all along yeah. <laughs> and and somehow it's just like you know about every three weeks at the moment like another aspect of it comes out I and mean, I just think everyone's looking for something joyous in these times and just like looking at these guys and pointing and laughing yeah. is, is cheering isn't she it? was actually off camera when he was walking around the garden going walk like she was like <laughs> whipping him and stuff yeah you do i mean yeah you do feel that, that might be true um in the mirror there's a, a a kind of supplementary story about a 102 year old he's um yeah there he is what's he called tunnup racer bill cooksey <laughs> yeah and he's about to run a half marathon he's also a second world war hero he's going to run the half marathon great north run I mean, like a half marathon does seem more impressive than than walking round and round a garden, doesn't it? Yeah, and also I think run is being used in a kind of stretchy way. I think he's possibly going to walk it because he's got a walking stick. I mean, it doesn't look like that should disqualify him immediately. (laughs) But he's not going to run very fast. I mean, Great North hobble. I mean, it sounds a bit mean, but you know, his training took five and a half hours, so. Well, he, that's all the training he did. <laughs> well, I don't know. He did tw- he did twelve and a half miles, and it took him five and a half hours, which is about my speed. So you know, he's done well, but it's long. That's a long old day. Does he have a daughter? <laughs> <laughs> your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. John, you've got some cheering picture work in the star, haven't you? I do, so I absolutely love this. It's a two-page spread of uh, of colour photographs of lots of like smiling people, you know, women in headscarves and, and men in tin hats, standing in rubble, everyone's grinning. Uh, the headline is, Smiles Amid the Terror, Remembering the Spirit of the Blitz. <laughs> and what they've done here is they've just tracked down a bunch of photographs of people in the middle of the London Blitz looking quite happy in colour. Yeah, I think it's the in colour bit yeah. that possibly is the exciting part. But uh, it does seem a bit odd for 2023. There is absolutely no news hook for this. There is no what reason. Are you, what are you talking just... about? It's the 83rd anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> the big 8-3. <laughs> it just feels like it's like the paper's id is on show. <laughs> it's just like, you know, we were poor, but we were as happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That and combined with Ken Dodd, you've got the whole of the star. And the Queen. Yeah. And the Queen. So, yes, 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 very much so. Um, Finn, you have a story. Um, it's in the Guardian, isn't it? It's quite an unusual one. It's it's great. I love I love everything about this. Um, so uh, the headline is: Police called to report of mass killing arrived to find a yoga class. Someone walked past a yoga class happening in a sort of Lincolnshire seaside town, called the rural police, and said the words: "There's been a mass killing." <laughs> <laughs> the rural police were like. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Norm- normally, it's sort of you know bin disputes, but all right. They go go there and they find that that I don't know how, but I guess you'd seen a lot of um, women lying down and assumed some kind of cult suicide pact or whatever. Yeah. And it was just a yoga class happening. It was a yoga class, and it was being taught by this lovely young woman called Millie Laws, who's at the bottom, and she she's a lovely picture at the bottom. She literally looks like she should be in the Times Bricks and, Bricks yeah. and Mortar supplement, yeah. saying that her, her parents bought her a house, didn't she? I mean, she looks completely... Harmless. Completely harmless. But those are always the ones, aren't they? Yeah. They, they if, are the ones you have to if, be careful. If you want to get away with mass killings, then being a blonde yoga teacher called Millie is probably quite a good way of doing it. <laughs> it's true. She said that what happened was this couple walked up with a dog, looked in the window really quickly and then walked off suddenly and they told the police quote that a mass murderer wearing a sort of robe (laughs) was walking all over the dead people it looked like some sort of ritual (laughs) and they were just yeah they were just literally lying down meditating i love it and finn you've got a a cheery story from everyone's favorite writer stephen king Stephen King apparently played Mambo Number no. 5 so many times that his wife threatened to leave him. <laughs> I quote, play it one more time and I'll fucking leave you, is the headline in Variety. <laughs> There's nothing more to say, is there well, really? he said, But just in case you're confused, it's not just the song, it's the uh, entirety of the LP. So there's three remixes on the. One of them is just a um, synth trumpet. Whoa. I, so I th- I kind of feel like that would that's suitable grounds for divorce actually. It's terrible. That yeah. trumpet one is that's a real that'll make you go insane. Wow, I think of him slightly differently now. I have to say, 
I like the way that this is a story about Stephen King that could double as a story by Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> so the murder would have actually happened, yeah. wouldn't it? So also, you know, you know what the follow-up to Mambo Number no. Five was called? Mambo Number no. Six didn't do anything. Genuinely, yeah, genuinely. <laughs> And that's the end of today's paper cuts. Thanks to John. Thank you. Can we leave this hot cell now? Please? Yes, we can. We can. And thanks to Finn. Let's fucking get on a delivery lorry. <laughs> thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow Paper Cuts on your favourite podcast app. If you really like us, then leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple and tell all your newsy, funny friends to listen and indeed to enter Fix the Headline. You can also follow us on X and Instagram at Papercut Show. The links are in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Papercuts on a day when the Metro revealed that Noel Gallagher has been banned from driving for six months even though he hasn't actually got a driving licence. Just roll with it, Noel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See you next time. Papercuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with John Elledge and Finn Taylor. The group editor was Andrew Harrison, the managing editor of News was Jacob Jarvis, production support was from Adam Wright and the producer was Sophie Black. The music was composed by Simon Williams and the executive producer was Martin Boytosh.